Hello everybody, welcome to a new short campaign. Uh, we're using a familiar system because we ran a campaign in this before, Alien the role-playing game. However, what's different about this one is we are using an expansion that came out about, I would say, eight months to a year ago at this point of recording, um, called Colonial Marines Operation Manual. So all of my players are going to be playing Colonial Marines. And speaking of my players, if they could introduce themselves one at a time for people who are just joining in for the podcast for the first time. There is no such people. We have an eternal audience, if very small. Also, I'm Cat. I'm Pepper. Every issue could be someone's first. This is Bob and Threadbear. And I'm Colin. I'm going to be known as the Game Mother, which is what uh, Alien the Role-Playing Game uh, calls it. So, in a Colonial Marine campaign, everybody chooses the same class, which is Colonial Marine. Usually, uh, the game has, like, I think like six or seven different classes that you can choose from, Colonial Marine being only one of them. But with the uh, Colonial Marines Operations Manual, they have found a way to make this one class feel different in certain ways. Um, basically, they give you subclasses uh, called... Um, I forget MOS. what the actual... Is, they're called MOSs, and I'm trying to remember what that's... Military thing is. Occupation Specialization. Yes. So there are about nine or ten of those, so each person playing can play a different kind of colonial marine. Oh, I also forgot to mention that um, Namtab will be joining us for this as well. However, Namtab is unable to record Session Zero with us at the time. He will be joining us for Session One, though. He's the British one. You know him. You <laughs> have strong feelings about him, I'm certain. <laughs> one, one way or another, you have strong feelings about Namtab. Um... And I will say this, much like the last campaign I did in Alien, which even though I failed to do so, I am out for blood this time. I am 100% out for blood. I will not feel bad if I kill you. Feel a little bad, right? So Alien, the role-playing game, is based on the Alien universe. Uh, the way it works is that you gather a pool of six-sided dice, depending on your stats and your skill buildup, and you roll those dice, and if it comes up with a plus, then you have, then that dice has succeeded. That is a good dice, and then the rest of the dice don't matter. There's also a mechanic in this called stress, and what stress does is, for each level of stress that you have, you add one extra d6, and those also have the pluses on them, but they also have, um, a little facehugger symbol on them as well, and you don't want to see that facehugger symbol because that's bad. That means you panic, and panic does a bunch of different stuff. Um, it's very easy to accumulate stress. So basically, it's a stress management game because if you have more stress, then you're more likely to succeed, but also if you have the more stress you have, the more likely you are to panic. And with that out of the way, uh... Players, I think all of you have completed your, or, or at least mostly completed your characters uh, at this point. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go over anything that has 
that that isn't finished, but uh, definitely. Um, so each character has four attributes: strength, agility, wits, and empathy. Uh, each MOS allows you to have a key attribute, so it, it it'll tell you which one it is. I think normally for like the base colonial marine class it's agility but with the um mos's they uh they they're all over the place let me just check that it's actually strength i recall yeah it is strength weird okay so your key ability or your key attribute can go up to five all the others max out at four and you get 14 points to build your character with however each stat must each attribute must be at least two so, in truth, you have six points to work with. No, that's wrong. Eight points. I believe in you. No. It was six. Damn it. I'm bad at math. <laughs> I'm ba- I had it right the first time, and then I was like, no, I'm doubting myself. Two times four is... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the important thing is that there's only, like, three or four legal arrays... Five four three two, five three three three, and four four three three. Yeah, you can't have an attribute of one, which I mean, I guess it makes sense. They don't want you to be too bad at everything. The way you say, the way you say attribute, like a verb instead of a noun, <laughs> is going to drive me up the wall. <laughs> nope. I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking that too. Listen. Uh, I'm listening. He's driving <laughs> me nuts. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go down the Discord list because I think the first two people in the Discord list have mostly finished their characters. I think it's uh, I think it's Pepper here that needs help with building a character. Um, yep. So, Bobbin, uh, give us your character, their rank, their MOS, and you know, some basics about some of the stuff that you've done with it. All right. Well, my character is Private First Class Hank Avedan. And he is, in essence, the grunt. The rifleman. With no particular specialty, but an emphasis on agility and the agility-based skills like mobility and ranged combat, along with stamina and survival. Let's see here. Uh, So as a rifleman, he's got some pretty basic gear. He's got the imp with the built-in medkit that every marine gets. He's got the M3 armor. And uh, the two optional gear items I got for him is, uh, number one, the folding and trenching spade. Can't be in the trenches without a good spade. And the other thing is the space sub grappling gun. So, you know, double mobility. Either I can grab targets from a range and bring them towards me, or, and I was thinking of using this more often, uh, point it at an object far away from me and zip there, thus escaping melee range from uh, any particular uh, hostiles that we might encounter. All right. So, um, I will say this. I don't want to have you build a character that is incorrect for the kind 
of situation that you will be in, which is you're going to be on a space station. Um, so therefore, survival and the spade might not come in handy that often. Do you still want to keep those options as they oh, are? The, or do you want The thing about the entrenching spade is that it is also a, a, a weapon. Okay. It, it is a melee weapon that has the same stat, uh, same bonus and damage stats as the pulse rifle. Okay. Like I said, it's you always want to keep a spade. It's always useful. <laughs> All right. That being said, do you want to reallocate uh, that those survival points? Um, I think you need to keep one because you're a rifleman. But uh, but if you want to, I'll allow you to shift another one someplace else. Because I don't see survival coming up in uh, in this campaign. I also don't see piloting coming up in this campaign. Well, luckily, I'm not a pilot. But yeah, you're, you're right that I need one survival point. It is required to be, hand out a specific number of points to your uh, skills based on your background. But um, well, I might move that over to observation now that you mention it. Okay. Like I said, I don't want to... Like, I am kind of out to kill you this time, but I also want to give you the best possible chance, so I don't want you wasting your points. You don't want to kill us on a technicality. That's no fun for anyone. Right, exactly. If I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you fair and square. All right, but to uh, to continue, though, uh, I should also mention that sta the standard equipment specific for the rifleman is the M41A pulse rifle and the M3314 uh, motion tracker. So I just have those two. You're also given one talent to start out with, and so the talent I started with is Banter. Between fights, you release the tension in your team with some friendly banter. Your stress level and the stress level of everyone in short range of you drops two steps instead of one for every turn spent in a safe place. And uh, the main reason I'm doing that is because uh, last time I was Ash, this time I want to be Hudson. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> You're the one screaming as the uh, as the android does that uh, knife trick on your hand. <laughs> yes, I am like a uh, big old ball of marine esprit de corps. Until shit starts getting real, at which point I panic. And then once I'm certain death is coming, I am going to uh, roll back around to being fearless again. That's awesome. What about your signature item? What's what's that going? What you got there? Signature item is uh, before I left home, asked for something from my wife just to uh, keep her in my thoughts, and she gave me a hair clip. So, uh, as a reminder for people who listened to the first campaign, and as a uh, thing for people who didn't listen to that, and for the new player. Uh, your signature item is basically a free way to get rid of a single stress. Uh, you just basically mess with it or like reminisce about it and uh, it just helps you de-stress, which is good if you're like getting way up in stress and you're worrying about panicking. Yep, and also haven't set buddy or rival yet, but uh, I just, for the record, want it to be clear that uh, Avidan is a simple person and so his buddy is going to be whoever is most likely to shout oorah after he shouts oorah. <laughs> and his rival is going to be the one who is least likely to shout oorah. 
<laughs> All right. Um, did you roll your dice to for your events? Because events actually do have some mechanical benefits. I've learned. Yes, I did. I got the. Uh, I think it was sixty-two one. Yes, I remember that number in the roll twenty. Yes, and uh, looking at the list, it is the thing that I spotted a uh, suicide bomber before anyone else did, shot that person dead, and now I have plus one point in observation. There you go. And it is worth mentioning that apparently events are exclusive to each character. So if someone else rolls the number I rolled, then they will have to re-roll. Okay. Uh, next up in the Discord is Cat, so go for it. <sighs> I will be taking the role of Private Denny Bortnik. She is an automatic rifleman, aka a smart gunner. Smart gunners are the DPS class. They literally have effectively turrets strapped to their chests via leather harnesses and they just walk slowly around and cut everything in half with very large caliber bullets. I forget, that was Vasquez and aliens, right? Yeah, yes. Vasquez and her buddy whose name I, escapes me. She did have to drop the gun when she started crawling through the ducks, though, sadly. Yeah, sadly. So my core attribute, my key attribute is strength, which I've got up at five, and then I gave an even spread to all the others at three. My best stat is ranged combat, which I put at four. I also come standard with one in close combat and one in stamina. I decided to move that stamina up to three, and then I put my last two in heavy machinery, because if I'm going to be big, I might as well be able to use big things. Love it. Now... The Smart Gunner isn't just named that for no reason. The gun is smart, and that's reflected in the fact that it has a higher two-hit bonus than any other weapon in the entire game. Both core rulebooks I checked. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Granted, it's only plus three to hit. And the next highest one is there are many with plus two, but there is nothing else with plus three or higher. I checked. Uh, I also come with a shoulder lamp and all of the standard colonial marine stuff and uh, a sight mounted into my helmet. And all of that just sort of synergizes flavoristically into making my gun intelligent. The lamp has an effect, the sight doesn't beyond making my gun work. I did, however, take the Bimex Anti-Flash sunglasses, because if I'm going to be having a million high-caliber muzzle flashes happening like three feet from my face, it would be nice to not go blind in the first combat. And you know what? You know what? For the, um for the extra life that I gave Nantad because he asked if he could be a, a smart gunner. I had the exact same line of thought and gave the other, that person the exact same item. Yep. And then I was also allowed to choose one other weapon. I chose the Space Sub ASSO 400 Harpoon 
grappling gun. Yeah, mine has all those words too. I just wanted to shorten it for the gear list. Okay, so I have the same harpoon gun as yeah. Bobbin. I I would like to note that um that gun is not good against living targets because there's actually a note in that uh, gun's thing where it's like where it usually tells you like full auto or armor piercing. The target doubles their armor when you fire it at them. Yeah, because you're trying to go all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the point of hitting a living target with it is not to harm it. It's to do the scorpion harpoon. Get over here. Yes. So I also came with a number of talents that I had to pick from. I was weighing between, you know, having an additional plus two to hit from my smart gun, which would have been really good. You know, plus five is a pretty good yeah. number. But then I checked out the overkill talent, <laughs> which is if I roll 11 or higher on a panic roll, I go into overkill instead of doing literally anything else, which is uh, once it's triggered, I start attacking and I don't stop until either I'm dead or the enemy in front of me is dead. And I just think that's fun. Yeah, like it's... Plus two is practical. Overkill is just fun. Also, it makes everybody in short range of me freak out as well. (laughs) (laughs) I plant my feet, start screaming and shooting wildly, and everybody loses their minds. It's fun. I decided to keep it. Also, because of my event, I got, uh, like... 63, I got the highest number. I am in good standing with the local head of logistics, the local quartermaster, so I got the talent Hidden Stash. At the start of every session, hidden on my person or somewhere nearby and safe, I have a thing. It has to be something I could reasonably have, and mother gets to veto it if it makes no sense but uh, I just get to have a thing and if mom allows it I can unveil it at a dramatic moment without declaring it beforehand yeah yeah I do love that oh that's real good that's real good it's your fucking person with a plan move in an entirely different game yeah um, anything else, anything else, anything else? Six armor, five encumbrance. My signature item is a two-headed coin with a bullet hole clean, dead through the center. And it has a little bit of a story behind it. I put that hole there. I put that hole there about 50 times in three seconds. I'm occasionally <laughs> an exceptionally good shot. Wow. And I have decided that Denny, in addition to having what is probably going to be an exceptionally terrible Russian accent, is also going to be a mean mother hen. So in terms of buddies and rivals, I am going to uh, like the good boy and dislike whoever is most inclined to cause problems with everybody else in the group. Oh, I'm the troublemaker. Just raise it by hand right away. 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so put rivals Hank Avedon. Yeah. Noted. Like I said, I'm, one, I'm going for Hudson, so I'm going to have a mouth on me. Okay. I think that's it for me. I think that's it for me. All right. So, that brings us to you, uh, Pepper. Um, so, what, what MOS are you choosing? I'm choosing... Comtech, which is some sort of hacker. Yeah. So, um, so your key attribute is going to be wits. So that means you can assign wits to be at least plus five. Uh, otherwise, everything else caps out at plus four. You have um, fourteen points to work with, but uh, each stat must be a minimum of two. Okay. And now you get ten skill skill points. However, you have to spend. A certain amount of them in certain things. Um, so five, five. You have to have at least half of them are based on being a marine. Half of them are based on your special specialization. Yeah. So um, you have to have at least one point in ranged combat. You have to have at least one point in close combat, and you have to have at least one point in stamina. Okay. And then because you are a comtech, you also have to have at least one point in comtech and one point in observation. The rest of the other five points you can spend how you want. Okay. Close combat stamina and range combat uh, cap out at three, and your uh, comtech and observation cap out at four. Okay. And uh, how does it how does it work exactly? So I assume comtech is a wits skill. Yeah. So basically, um, if I tell you to roll comtech, you would click comtech, and it adds your wits and comtech together, and that's your dice pool. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Think of like each of the attributes has three skills in the same direction as it. Right. Got it. So heavy machinery, close combat, and stamina are all strength based, etc. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. So being a hacker person, you might want to up your com tech quite a bit. Yeah. How? I mean, is three. Four is the max that your uh, observation and contact can be. Okay. Next up is uh, your talent. You can choose bypass, banter, overkill, past the limit, or remote. Two of those are in um, in the Colonial Marines book, uh, specifically bypass and remote. Uh, the, the rest are in the core rule book. Okay. Oh, I think what you said you wanted to do, you might want to choose remote, because that one says, um, you're qualified to set up and control control and repair remote sentry guns and other remotely controlled battlefield devices. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that. Remote, that's, uh, okay. Yes, um, you can add in the, uh, whole thing later, but there's a talent, uh, yeah. thing up in the, oh, you see it? Okay. Yeah. I know this, this character sheet's a bit crap. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, the, it's... The layout's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you get plus two com- to Comtech rolls to carry out hacking and controlling, like, stuff like that. Okay, awesome. Next up, what's your rank? You can choose whatever is appropriate for the story. Um, they suggest you don't go past Corporal, though. Um, okay. So your choices are Private, Private First Class, Lance Corporal, and Corporal. Okay, I think I'll just do Private. All right. Next up is your signature item. You can just make up something. Like, you okay, can just yeah, I'll make do that. something up. Yeah. 
Preferably something that you could keep in a spare pocket. Yeah. Okay, great. The goal is to have it with you at all times. Yeah. Some examples that they have is like a bullet that you survived, lost friends' de- uh, dog tags, or a trophy from a defeated enemy. Okay. It's just stuff like that. Like, you don't have to choose one of those, but that's yeah, like yeah. examples. Okay, I'll come up with something. Okay. Next up are is your equipment. So you get all the basic gear. We're not going to go through that. Um, and then on the bone, then there's two lists that you can choose one item from each mm-hmm. as bonus gear. And then as a um, com tech, you also get like specialty gear. Uh, you would get a M41A pulse rifle, electronic mm-hmm. tools, and then the um, SSDD. Okay, there it is. I see. I will say this, because everybody gets the same armor, I am very well aware of what your armor ranking is going to be. Just mm-hmm. uh, put your armor up to six. And the Correct. way armor works is that when an attack happens, you actually roll your armor, and for every plus that you get, you negate one point of damage, oh, which is very okay. important, because a lot of attacks that aliens... Ha- I think each form of alien has an attack where if they get past your hit points and get, manage to get a critical, they just kill you. It doesn't matter, like, hmm. how Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't roll on the critical table. There's, like, one... Like, the, a queen alien has two ways of just instantly killing you if they get rid of all your hit points. Yeah, that makes sense. It, usually you're supposed to, like, once you get to zero, you're taken out and you roll on the critical table, but, like, no, no, there's, there's just ways that monsters instantly <laughs> destroy you. It's All right. a very lethal game. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Your hit point maximum is equal to your strength score. So uh, your your hit points is going uh, is just to stress level just goes up forever. I think it caps out at 10 technically, but I think you're going to okay. panic way before you hit 10. Yeah, probably. Next up, We'll see how you got in. We'll see what happened when you got enlisted. Uh, go ahead and roll a D66. D66? Or, uh, Don't actually roll 2D6. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a thing on your sheet that you can click that says D66, oh. and it'll just automatically. Uh, 26. I don't think you can use that one. Um, hmm. No, you can't use that one because Namtab got that one when we did his character. So roll again. 41, I think, is free. Yep. Local alien wildlife, 8th lieutenant and friendly fire took out your sergeant. You were the eldest of the young marines and they turned to you for their orders. You didn't let them down. Gain plus one command skill. So you just get plus one command for free. Maybe I should change my rank. (laughs) Maybe if you want, if you want to be a private first class, you can just go ahead and be a private first class. All right, I'll change that. Also, if you uh, choose to be the NCO out of the the players, you, you get to roll on the second event table. Oh boy! Um, I think I think we ch- did that for Namtab because you said that he uh, it would make sense for him to be some sort of some flavor of corporal. Okay. So we chose Lieutenant Corporal for him. Lance. If that's corporal. fine with everybody else. Lance Corporal, right? If if that's fine with everybody else. Oh yeah, I'm fine. With I that. mean, my character could de- definitely never have any authority over anyone, or things bad things <laughs> will happen, and he would agree that bad things would happen. <laughs> so long as he doesn't let it go to his head. That's the th- that's the problem. 
right there. <laughs> I'm talking about Namtab. Ah. <laughs> so in the game, the, the book explicitly says in this that the chain of command does not matter for player characters. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Like, if you really want it to matter, like in ca- in universe, the person who like suggested a thing can say, "Well, the corporal told me to do this, and so uh, and that, and I thought it was a good idea, so I'm going to go do it." But like, honestly, everybody has an equal say. It doesn't matter if you're a private or if you're like fucking. I don't even know what the highest rank of this personnel sergeant major. Not that the player character will be sergeant major anyway, but yeah, the. Uh... The upper echelons of the NCOs and the officers are provided mostly for reference rather than for character options. Right. Okay. I'm glad that they exist because I would have ne- had no idea. I do not know military off the top of my head. For instance, I thought Captain was higher than Major for a very long time. Well, it, it depends on the branch of service. Mm-mm. Although the Navy, in which captains are high-ranked, don't doesn't have majors. All right. Um. Something tells me uh, the designated marksman's ghillie suit would not come in handy on the space station. It depends. Like you can have it be like colored for uh for like urban environments, and that would work pretty well on a space station. Okay. Speaking of which, I've told all my players ahead of time the premise of the uh, of the campaign so I'm going to bring it here. It will come up in character um, but basically they are heading towards a space station that sent out an SOS and it is confirmed that um, there is a xenomorph infestation on the space station. Their job is not to eliminate the infestation that would be at this point of the stage downright impossible would get everybody killed. Instead, they are evacuating as many people who are still alive on the station off the station and then nuking it out of the sky in order to prevent the uh, in order to prevent the uh, xenomorphs from spreading even further somehow. Like if somehow one got on like an escape pod or something. That's just basically the, uh, the general gist of it. Um, So, MOS is that we did not get into um but exist well Namtab is going to be hospital core um he is a medic and basically made out of paper he doesn't have a lot of hit points um but there are also AFV marines which are like for vehicles and um dropship crew chiefs which are for dropships I told the players not to worry about those they're not going to come up so don't choose them there are also because this will come up um, in terms of uh, their extra lives essentially are um, assault marines uh, dedicated marksmen's and forward observers um, oh and CBRN specialists uh, basically CBRN specialist is hazardous waste uh, management and so if something if some shit's going down that requires them to dispose of hazardous materials safely. That's the CBRN's job. They're the ones who come standard with a flamethrower, just to give (laughs) you an idea of what exactly Colin means by disposing of hazardous materials. Yes. Uh, A flamethrower is an option 
like in one of the um, bonus gears, but like by default, the CBRNs get it. Everybody can technically have a flamethrower. In fact, I would encourage at least one of you to take the flamethrower option yeah. because aliens have less armor when you uh, t when you use fire. And we know what xenomorphs are, right? That's not a in character. Yeah, oh yeah, xenomorphs okay. are um, at this point in the timeline. Xenomorphs are common enough that like. Everybody knows that if you're going up against a xenomorph infestation, you're going to lose some people, but they're not like so, so common that they are taking over the universe quite yet. I know like later aliens books get bonkers where like there's an entire there's like an entire xenomorph hive like taking over Earth or something like that. Um, that is dismissible canon at best. Yeah, yeah. Especially since that's the book I'm told where somebody tried to teach the Xenomorphs how to use guns. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? But yeah, uh, let's see. Everybody has a personal agenda, and originally I was thinking like everybody's personal agenda was going to be the same for uh for the first session and it was just going to be like based on the mission of, of like get everyone out safely but i might change my mind on that so i might be like dming you personal agendas um like throughout the week as i think of them uh because personal agendas are supposed to be uh secret uh and it's and if you work towards your personal agenda you get story points and i think i forget how story points work also, I don't think it'll come up, but because of our starting kits, we begin with four food and four water. Yeah, this this entire campaign is only taking place over, like, maybe a couple of hours to a day, so you're not going to have to worry about, like, food and water and such. You're not going to be right. dehydrating on a space station. In a cinematic scenario, you can spend a story point to get one automatic success in a dice roll. You can spend the story point after a failed roll, or even after a successful roll, in order to get an extra success. Which is good, because you get to do special things with extra successes. You gain story points by following your personal agenda. You can never have more than three. Yeah, so for an example of like story points doing better things when you have more of them, if you attack with like range attack and uh, you successfully get past their armor for each success over the uh, the initial success you can just choose to do an extra point of damage which is good because uh, aliens compared to you guys have a good chunk of health I think I think scouts have like seven hit points or something like that oh no scouts Every, only have five uh... Every skill comes with a list of stunts included with them. For example, for heavy machinery, it says for every extra success rolled beyond the first, choose one stunt applicable to the situation. And then the choices are gain a plus one modifier to a later skill roll relating to this one. You don't need to roll to overcome the exact same challenge in the future. You do it quickly in half the time it would normally take. You break it permanently. You act quietly. You show off. So unlike the last game where they were very, like only one person had guns, essentially, this campaign, everybody has guns. 
This is more inspired by aliens than alien. If that hadn't been clear by this point somehow. Yes, yes. Uh, so like they're gonna be, they're gonna actively be shooting a lot more aliens. There's gonna be, uh, there's going to be a lot more xenomorphs running around, and they're gonna be actually able to just like kill them super easy. I want to cut a man in half. I don't care if the man is a weird outer space bug. <laughs> yeah, um, I think honestly. We're done. I've, if Namtab was here, I'd be willing to run the first session, but uh, but Namtab's not here. I don't want to start with Adam. Okay. Well, I think we now, should fill out the relationships. Oh, oh yeah, the, the relationships. The, yes. The yeah, buddy and medic shows up late to the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, relationships. Um, I think we already have. I think we only have one rival out of everybody. I think so. Hank is my rival has been determined uh i think honestly the way that namtab was describing playing his character your buddy would probably be liam o'donnell i feel like we don't actually know anything about pepper's character aside uh, from the mechanics you haven't actually yeah, like I, said their uh, name or their personality or anything sorry oh god i'm i'm terrible <laughs> at this i'm sorry uh, her, na- her name is uh, Rachel Wu, and I was going to play her as, as uh, kind of nervous, a little nerdy, uh, to kind of fit into the whole like 80s movie perception of a hacker. How loudly would you shout Ura? Uh, no, I, yeah, that's, there's camaraderie there, I'd shout it. Yeah, but how loudly? Uh, as loudly as I can, which is not very. Then you must be my rival. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> All right, here are Hank Abadan. Oh no, it's it's you not. Know, you don't. Um, it's it's not mutual. Like you can choose ha- oh. your buddy to be Hank. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's, okay. That's, yeah, I believe in the last campaign, everybody had the same rival except for one, or the, the person <laughs> yeah. in question. <laughs> I think everybody had the same friend or same buddy. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, it's up to you. Like, who's your buddy and who's your rival? Mm. Yeah. All right. She'd probably stick close to uh, to Denny because uh, I figure she's kind of young. She's just had a the traumatic uh, incident with the. Uh, I didn't write that anywhere, but uh, with the the squad being eaten by. Xeno, uh, well, not xenomorphs, but alien wildlife. Alien, yeah. Yeah. Ah, so you are small and you require protection. I see, I see. <laughs> and how do the buddy and rival mechanics work? Let's see. Uh, in game terms, your PC can only have one buddy and one rival amongst the other PCs. You can only have one each. The relationships are important for the GM as she can use them to create interesting situations in the game. I guess there's ah. no aside from like na- aside from like narrative reasons. Uh, there's no there's no like mechanical benefit. It does not appear so. No. Okay. Relationship with no mechanical stakes. What? In a TTRPG. Damn! 
gosh, hell is this? We're not empowered by the apocalypse anymore. <laughs> this is slightly crunch. This is crunchier than Empowered by the Apocalypse. It's still a bunch of D6s, technically, but still. Literally everything is crunchier than Powered by the Apocalypse. <laughs> no, um, no, there's a couple systems where it's actually simpler than Powered by the Apocalypse. Okay, I do know that we played Sexy Battle Wizards. I, I know there are, in fact, simpler ones, but. Lasers <laughs> and feelings. <laughs> And I guess as far as, like, specific backups my players have asked me to make them, uh, Namtab asked to have a smart gunner, uh, or automatic rifleman, which is the same thing that, uh, Kat's got going on, um, if his character dies. Kat asked me to make a CBRN character. I want the Flammenwaffen. Yes, you want the flammen often. It wafts the flammen. <laughs> Pepper asked me to make her a um, a forward observer, so a, a scout. And the forward observer is an android. Like that's that's not going to be one of those things where like oh the androids revealed so everybody out of stress uh, to be immediately no like it's I think it's standard operating procedure for um, for marines to have a android. Uh, XO. I think so. I think that's what Bishop was. Yes. Uh, and um, Bobbin asked to make me make him a Comtech if yours died, correct? He's a Comtech, right? Yeah, those were, that was the other class I was debating about. Okay, yep. Um, and then I'm going to make a couple other characters just in case, because uh there's going to be basically one of everything except for the um, the dropship and the AFV guys, because right. there's no reason to have them here as options to take mm -hmm. if you die, because uh, there's just not going to come in handy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really fly around in space station. No, I want my fourth backup to be a dropship guy, and I just want to pull up into the session and then <laughs> kick back and do fuck all while I wait on the escape pod. <laughs> There's the only survivor. I don't want to do shit. No, no, no. See, they survive. They don't. They're not a survivor because it turns out there is a xenomorph in the escape pod. Oh, okay. If yeah. you kill me three times in this short <laughs> campaign, I don't want to have to do anything for the rest of it. <laughs> I forget. Is this a system that makes you keep track of ammo, like normal ammo, or is this a system that abstracts that? There's no slot to input it near as I can tell, so I assume it's abstracted. Okay. One no, thing they like do have is that one of the optional gear things you can get is four extra grenades. Mm. So I do have a couple of NPCs that uh, these that the players would know. They're, they are not choosable if uh, if they die. So um, there is Lieutenant Hannah Bowie. Uh, she is the uh, she's the officer of uh, of your crew. There's Sergeant Damien Young, who controls basically every squad that is 
on this crew. And then uh, I also have Private First Class Ali Gonzalez, who is your dropship uh, pilot. That's that is her job right there. Right. You sure did use a picture of a real ass person for Hannah Bowie. I mean, like, listen, I tried to find something and it none of the illustrated things worked. There's at least one more picture of a real ass person uh, for in the handouts of uh, of someone you have not met. You would not reasonably know ahead of time. If it wasn't just restricted to players, I could tell you which of these characters would give you the loudest oorah back. Uh, there, Bobbin. <laughs> but but it is restricted to the player characters, and for right now, uh, you cannot choose Kenneth West as your buddy. Mm-hmm. At least until Namtab dies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Unless yeah, like you're day. Yeah, I've got I think we're basically done. Unless okay. You, yeah. All right. We can you can we can decide the rest of the buddies and the rivals later. So I that's that's that. It's I figured that this mom. was going to be I figured this was going to be a pretty short session zero uh, because we've played the game before. We only had one person who hadn't finished their character sheet. So thank you all for listening. Uh, Session one probably go up at the same time as this. So uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you can just go ahead and listen to session one right now. Later. But now it's not right now. (laughs) No, right now is right now.